podcast where our mission is to offer thoughtful and inspiring parenting and educational programming. We are committed to producing impactful podcasts that add value to conversations around education, student advocacy, and parental challenges. My name is Heather Moore, and I'm the head of school at Straylitz International Academy in Virginia Beach, and I will be your host. I have over 28 years of experience in independent schools with eight years as a head of school and 20 years serving as an independent school chief financial officer. I also have raised two children, one finishing medical school and one starting law school, and have been married to my wonderful husband for over 31 years. Joining us on today's episode is Steve Metzger, award-winning children's author with over 80 books and he's a retired teacher. His latest series is The Bumble Brothers, Crazy for Comics. Today, the SIA students were fortunate enough to have Steve visit and share his wealth of literary knowledge. Welcome, Steve. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Thanks, Heather. And I'm so happy to be here, too. It's great. So before we you know, get started and really dive into it, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yes. Well, um, I grew up in Queens, middle-class family. So I will skip the childhood stuff. But basically, <laughs> I was a uh, preschool teacher for a bunch of years. And then, wow, so interesting. I didn't realize you were a preschool teacher. Yes, for about 10 years. And uh, I'll talk about that later because that gave me some of the ideas for my writing. Because actually, I went from uh, teaching to school administration. And from there, I got hired at Scholastic and I worked in their book clubs division for about 20 years. And it's, so everything I've done has been basically child-related, whether it's teaching or working in the book clubs and picking out books for kids. And uh, from Scholastics, my uh, work there, I became a, a children's author, and it's been a wild, crazy ride ever since. It seems like a really natural progression because you were started out teaching, then you went to work for Scholastic, and then while you were at Scholastic, that's when you became an author, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah, it was like uh, one of those uh, very lucky moments, you know, for me, I feel, because Jean Firewell, who was the editorial director there, and she's responsible for the Babysitter's Club and the Magic School Bus and worked with Harry Potter, all these oh, wow. great scholastic series. We were having a meeting one day, and she said, uh, I want everyone to think of an idea that might be good for publishing. Just throw out anything. It's, it was called a blue sky meeting. So anything that you thought of. So um, I raised my hand and I said, you know what? Since I had come from this early childhood background, I said, you know, books about preschool would be, I think, wonderful. There's so much energy and so much excitement and so many conflicts and every day is, is a big adventure. So I said, books about little kids would be, I think, a great thing for Scholastic to pursue. And she said, well, you know, instead of kids, how about dinosaurs? <laughs> and I said, hmm, four-year-old dinosaurs. We could call it the dinophores. That just popped out of my head. And then she turned to me and said, do you want to take a crack at writing it? And it was like, oh, my God. Gene <laughs> Fywell is asking me if I want to try writing a series. So I said, there was a voice in my head that said, say yes, just say yes. So I said yes, and I uh, had the chance. And uh, my first book, my first series of four books got accepted by Scholastic, and it went on to uh, 28 Dinoforce books, and that started me on the road to writing children's books, but it was just one of those lucky moments. Yeah. 
Sounds wonderful. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your new series, The Bumble Brothers, and how you came up with the idea for this book, or books. Well, actually, The Bumble Brothers started, I would say, about, well, let's say a long time ago. When I was in middle school, I had a friend, another Steve, and one day we sat down and we just started writing this comic, uh, a comic strip called The Da Brothers, just about two twin brothers who got into like some silly misadventures and it was fun we did about five strips we never went anywhere with it and then many years later i said you know what i remember the 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 dub brothers because that's what they were originally called maybe i could turn this into something you know like a book series like a graphic novel book series because i've always loved humor and i thought the humor of the the Dub Brothers was fun, and maybe that could translate into uh, a new series. And along the way, my friend was not in, interested in illustrating the books anymore. He was a record store owner, and he was very busy out in Chicago selling records. So I found a new illustrator, and um, we changed the name. We thought the Dub Brothers might not be the nicest way that we want kids to talk to each other about. So we called it now the Bumble Brothers. And it really is the same spirit of two twins, basically 10-year-old twins, who just are clueless about everything and can't get anything right. Sort of a little bit about maybe the way I felt about myself when I was 10 years old. And with a lot of influences being, um, you know, the old comedians that I grew up with, like Abbott and Costello and Lucille Ball and the Marx Brothers and Laurel and Hardy and Carol Burnett and... Uh, just remembering how much humor was such a big part of my life. And that was, the series was a great way to incorporate all of that. That's so interesting. I had no idea that this, <laughs> you know, had such long history in your yeah, life. Yeah, this was, right. It came from many years ago. And uh, and I never what? forgot it. But you know what? That's just a lesson there. Never forget any of those ideas that you had that you might, you know, think are passe now. Or I enjoyed the, the Dub Brothers and... And I enjoy something, I, I hold on to it, and somehow it's metamorphosized into something uh, current, and it's it's been a joy to write it. But obviously that just speaks to the fact that you were meant to be an author. If you were writing something at 10 <laughs> that you still kind of had in the back of your mind. That's true. That's really amazing. I saw that the Bumble Brothers was chosen for the Junior Library Guild Gold Standard. How did that come about, and exactly what does that mean? Well, it came about by my publisher, Raycraft, which has been very supportive of the Bumble Brothers. And and um, I guess they sent it out to the Junior Library Guild, which is an organization that uh, if they accept your book, they will buy copies and send them to libraries across the country. So um, a recommendation by the JLG, Junior Library Guild, is very important. And it was a very exciting to be honored that way. And I said, wow, somebody in that organization has a goofy sense of humor like me. So thank goodness for that, because uh, that was a big surprise. That is very exciting. You should be so proud. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I am proud. So this, you've released the first book in this series. Um, actually, I just noticed today that you actually have two. But right. how many Bumble Brothers are in the works? Well, let's see. There's <clears throat> The first one came out in October 2022. That's 
the Bumble Brothers Crazy for Comics. The second one, just this past October, that's the Not-So-Secret Clubhouse. And the illustrator, the brilliant illustrator, Brian Chattel, is currently illustrating the third one, which is due October 2023, and that one is called Frabbit, Birth of a Superhero. Basically, that the boys, Walter and Christopher Bumble, love this comic book series, and they love this superhero named Frabbit, who is half frog and half rabbit. And there's all these comics that are about him that they are collecting, and and um, yeah, that's how it. That's what's happening, and I think it's. I think it's going to be a three book series. I haven't heard about any more, but even if it's just three, then it's really a dream come true for me. I'm really so excited to see them come out. Great. Um, what do you think children have liked the most about the Bumble Brothers so far? Well, I think, you know, when I was a child, I wasn't that much of a, a reader, mostly until my late teens. So I, write, writing this for the reluctant reader out there, for the kids who, you know, aren't particularly comfortable reading or they haven't found the topic that they really enjoy. So, you know, it's silly humor. So I think that kids out there who enjoy silliness will uh, gravitate to this. So... Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Love it. We always need books like that because we're always trying to encourage our kids to read. And a lot of times it really does, you know, if they haven't found a topic that they are really interested in, they don't feel that inspiration to read. So I think that's wonderful. Right. right. And I also think that, you know, kids, you know, who are, you know, just a little bit clumsy or, you know, quite not verbal like other kids. I know any kid who doesn't feel that great about themselves will feel better about themselves after reading about the Bumble Brothers. They, they are, will definitely make them like themselves more because here are people that are just too goofy to be true. <laughs> well, they're going to enjoy all their antics, I'm sure. Yes, there's a lot of antics, a lot of misunderstandings. But I think, you know, in the end, they're, they're a sweet pair of kids, you know, and I think they have good hearts. And the parents are funny, too, and their friends are funny. So it's just, you know silly kind of humor with uh and very inspired by my comic heroes from days gone by <laughs> so have you heard anything from teachers about what they like about the book is it just because you they feel like it encourages others to read well i think a lot of teachers when they hear about it they say oh a graphic novel series my kids love graphic novels yeah. so i think that that's a big hook you know the big ones out there, there's Dogman and the Wimpy Kid, and uh, there's some real, really famous, best-selling graphic novels. So I'm glad to be, you know, sort of part of that company. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to date myself here, but I actually remember my sister and I looking forward to the Sunday paper so that we could read the comics. So, <laughs> well, uh, that was the first thing I read. Probably the only thing I read. <laughs> Um, all right, so what advice can you give parents to encourage their children to read more? Do you have any advice on that topic? Well, the biggest advice I would give is reading to your child oh, every yes. day. And even when your child knows how to read, keep reading. Because, you know, just sharing novels when they get older or chapter books or graphic novels or whatever the, the child is interested in reading together, I, just being a good role model for kids and reading and, the, you know, them seeing you read, even if you're reading a magazine, you're a reader. So that sort of sets the stage for that reading is a worthwhile activity. 
And I also, you know, just listen to what your child uh, is enjoying and liking, you know, and it, w- it might not be something you actually love so much, whether if it's a book about Pokemon or whatever, you know, a unicorn book or whatever, My Little Pony. I don't know. They just like if, if they like it, just, you know, I know that... Even if it's the same story that you've read 52,000 <laughs> times every single day to your child, because I do remember those days. Right. Like they get stuck on one book and they want you to read it every night before uh, bed. Just do it. Just do it, because <laughs> then they're learning, they're reading along, they're they're learning the words as you read them along, and they're learning um, how to sound out words. And also, you know, there's, there was a book series a while ago. It's probably still in print, but Junie B. Jones was oh, yeah, so that. popular, and kids loved it. And parents, I remember getting letters, oh, we don't like those books because she doesn't speak right. You know, her grammar is incorrect. You know, that was part of the, the charm of the book. But try not to get hung up in stuff like that. Just, you know, as long as you feel like it's appropriate. uh, Yeah, just go with what the kids are enjoying and, you know, validate their likes and dislikes. Okay. Um, How about, can you tell us a little bit about your creative process? How do you start a book? How long does it take to write a children's book? And what advice would you give someone who's thinking about embarking on writing a book? Okay, well, I think... That's a loaded, lot of loaded questions there. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, it's, and uh, I think the first part of uh, writing a book is uh, is write something that you like, care about, I think, or just something that you feel uh, strongly about. That's something that's in your heart. I've read somewhere, if you write from the heart, you will enter someone else's heart. Oh, that's, I love that. That was from some from Rebbe from the 19th century or something said that, I don't know who it was, but it was like something that just stayed with me. So anything from the heart is a, is a great start right there. And, you know, your ideas, they can come from all kinds of different places. You know, as, as a teacher, I saw how kids' imaginations were such a big part of their lives. And I enjoy that, that part of children, the imaginative part. And, um, you know, just one day I was sitting under a tree in the fall in Central Park, and I saw a leaf fall down. And, you know, plenty of leaves fall down from trees all the time. But then I just had this thought, you know, what if, what does that leaf think about? (laughs) That's why I'm a children's author. What is that leaf thinking about? You know, this is a special moment for that leaf. The leaf has only one time in their lives when they fall from a tree. So, that's pretty that's pretty amazing so i thought that might be a, a good idea for a children's book just write about children about leaves and and their thoughts and uh their plans for this big adventure of when the wind comes and blows them off the tree and i said well that's nice but maybe there should be something more to th- than that and then i d- had added a conflict about then some of the leaves are mean to one of the other leaves it's a <laughs> sort of a it went from there but because, you know, conflicts or something going wrong, adding some tension to the story is important in a, in a picture book. So I think your, one of your other questions was how long does it take? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it takes sometimes it could be a week or two or could it be uh, months and months because I wanted to do a story with Ted Arnold, the illustrator of Fly Guy, and I had an idea of doing some kind of noir detective mystery that takes place in Mother Gooseland, and I just wasn't getting it right. So I was, the idea it took so long for the idea to really, you know, come together. So I would say that book probably took about three to four months. And the Bumble Brothers, I think, since I'm only doing the words and not the pictures, that 
takes about two to three months as well. But again, writing a book and the first draft might come easily, but then there's a lot of rewriting, a lot of changes, a lot of back and forth. And then when you send it to an agent or an editor or a friend to read it, there's more changes. So there's <laughs> always changes going on. So that's a big part of the process. I think I answered most. Yes, or- you did. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, even though you've already really answered it, but I was going to ask if you do your own illustrations. And if you don't, can you share that process with our listeners? No, I don't because I am really not an artist. <laughs> if there were picture books with stick figures, I'd be great. Me I would too. be I'd be a great illustrator. But no, I never went to art school. I've never been talented in that respect. So basically, if you're uh, writing a children's book, and uh, you do them, and you're basically the author only, you send in the manuscript to a publishing house, or your agent will do that. And then if they like it and sign you up, they will pick the illustrator. Got it. So like 95% of my picture books were picked, illustrators picked by uh, you know Scholastic or HarperCollins or whatever publisher I was working with. So basically... They know what they're doing, and uh, I've loved all the different illustrators that I've worked with over the years. That's great, because I'm sure when you're writing it, you are visioning it in your mind. You have a vision of what it should look like, so it's interesting that you actually turn that over to somebody else, and then you have to see what, how did they envision what you wrote. Yes, yes, and that could be uh, thrilling to see it, you know, yeah. t- seeing the words come alive and uh, seeing, you know, and uh, there was one time where I didn't feel like the illustrator captured, there was a, a story called The Dancing Clock, and it's about uh, a snow monkey who escapes uh, from the zoo. And since I was at Scholastic when they were doing it, I was able to see some of the sketches ahead of time, and I voiced my disapproval. <laughs> but uh, most of the time, you're at the mercy of, uh, I guess, if you really, if you're an author and you really don't like what you're seeing, you you should express it. But Basically, uh, once a book is accepted by a publishing house, it's out of your hands for the most part. That makes sense. I get it. So, okay, here's a hot question. What is your favorite book that you have written and why? Uh, Well, uh, my favorite graphic novel and my only graphic novel (laughs) is The Bumble Brothers because it captures the silliness of who I am. Okay. But my picture book that I really loved doing was Detective Blue with Ted Arnold because I I loved his illustrations before I started working with him and he was my choice to do this book so and he added so much to it you know his he's got a a great sense of humor and he he keep he put that on every page and I really appreciated all the effort and energy and talent that he put into it that's so nice yeah. I love it well I want to thank you for visiting our school I also want to thank you for giving us some copies of your new book, um, the first and second uh, in the series, and signing the books for us. <laughs> One of our um, amazing SIA students is going to be the recipient of a raffle of one of your signed graphic novels, which we're very excited about. So thank you for that. If some of my listeners are interested in purchasing either the Bumble Brothers or any of your books, where should we direct them? Well, I guess uh, Amazon is the easiest way, or you can go to IndieBound.com, or maybe uh, Books A Million, BarnesandNoble.com. Yeah, some of them you might have to order online. And also, if you're a teacher, you can go to ShopScholastic.com, and they have a selection of my books as well. 
But I want to say it's it's so great to be here. I love this school. The school is the teachers and you, Heather, are amazing, and uh, the kids were asking such interesting, uh, engrossing questions. You could see see that they were really listening to the the books, and it was wonderful to have a go to a school to have children so engaged. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Please give us feedback on our podcast. And if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share, and follow us. You can visit our website at www.straylitzinternationalacademy.org for more information about this episode, as well as resources and tips. And please remember, it takes a whole community to build a strong foundation for our children to grow and develop. On behalf of SIA, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for your partnership.